Hello and welcome to number three podcast, Ageless Conversations, coming to you from Sage. And I am surrounded here by lovely ladies. Ladies, will you introduce yourself, please? What's your name? Lisa Marsland. What's your name? Marion Singer. Doreen Cohen. Doreen Cohen. And I'm so lucky to have caught you all together. So just tell me a little bit about what you're doing in here, why you've decided to gather here. I came here because my doctor said to me, it would be good for me to go, not to not to work anymore, to go and stay somewhere with other people, right? Of my age, sort of age group, and which I did. There and you then, go. But you weren't here when I came. No, no. you weren't here. No, I wasn't you weren't here. here. No, no. But, no. Uh, um, can you tell me something that you like about Sage? What do you like about here, about uh, Sage? <laughs> the food. The food is pretty good. Is it very nice that we can meet people and sit and chat? Yes. So I'm just going to go around and ask you where you were brought up. Rita, where were you brought up? I was brought up in Newcastle. Newcastle. And you lived there all your life? Lived, lived in Newcastle till I was 14. Right. Then, But I was going back and forth to Gateshead. And then and I was in school till I was 15. And after that... Well, that how far do you want me to go? Newcastle. Newcastle to Hull. To Hull, that's Family right. moved to Hull. My dad was the Robin There Hull. was a stint. You lived a little bit in South Africa, didn't you? Yes, we did live in South Africa. Um, You've been all over the world. Well, no, I loved South, I loved South Africa. It was lonely. Um, and we, we all lived there. And my lovely. brothers as well. And so it was a family affair. Yeah. Marion, where were you brought up? London East End. London East End, Doreen. Doreen also, weren't you? Were you brought up in the East End, Doreen? <laughs> yes? Do you I remember what, what? you there. You might have. <laughs> I knew her when she was Yeah, Doreen's saying girl. very quietly, Doreen's saying she knew me when I was a little girl. She did indeed. <laughs> she did indeed. Okay, here's the question of the day. What would you like to tell the youngsters what knowledge would you like to give over to youngsters nowadays? Um, I think that we should tell them that they should try to keep Jewish youngsters who try to keep in the Jewish circle, mm. but mix with everybody and get to know lots and lots of different people. That's very good advice. And I think that's the important thing. Yes. Marion, any advice? Be happy with what you've got. Be happy with what you've got. Do you know what? And with the people that you pardon, and with the people that you know, what? be happy with the people that you know. No, they 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 were happy wherever they yeah. were. Yeah, <laughs> no, Doreen is saying that you should be happy when you meet people, when you meet new people. Yes, of course. Yeah, yes. yeah. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> When she meets me, when you meet each other, you're happy. Yes, you three, yeah, you, like, you like having your little coffee I've, mornings. I've known her since she was... I know, you've known me since I was a little girl. Um, when you look at the world and the news nowadays, do you think the world is a better place, different place, worse place? What would you say how the world has changed over the, over the years? I think it's a better place than it was. Okay, so um, Rita, Mar- Mary said it's a better place than it was. I just feel that I have never, I haven't mixed much with the outside community. 
but the Yiddish people all over have pretty much the same. Yeah. And we we lived in in London and Newcastle. My dad was the Roman Newcastle. And everybody there was lovely and friendly people. Friendly, that's the most important thing. Yeah, Marion, why, why do you think the world is a better place now? I think people mix more than they did. Mm. I mean, I lived in the East End, yes. and that was... Oh, it's all right, don't worry, I lived... <laughs> I probably lived next door to you, but I can't remember. <laughs> I taught in the East End. There you go. You might have all met each other that in was the later street. on. I'm talking about yeah. the early days. Yeah, yeah. My parents had a house. Had had something. Did you have a friend? What was her name? I had a non-Jewish friend. That's right. You told and me that. Oh, she, she. So, what school did you go to? What was your school? I went called? to the local school. Did you go to the local school in the East End? Yeah. What school did you go to? Uh, Oh, I went to Spittle Square. Spittle Square. Spittle Square? I don't know. I went, Spittle Square. I went to the, the odd school. The school. And it was, I enjoyed myself. It was yeah, very nice. I'm sure. And my best sure. friend went there, although she wasn't Jewish. But, yeah. uh, and I would say, I wish I had hair like hers. Oh. And she used to say, I wish I had hair like yours. Oh. <laughs> Oh. She was a, a very good friend, yeah. but we we broke up. I think when we all went. Yeah. Yes. So every day in Sage, there are different activities. Sometimes there's music. Sometimes there's arts and crafts. Are there any activities that you like or would like to see more of, or that uh, you particularly enjoy? I like like uh, doing the cookery. Yes, baking. Yeah, and uh, everything like that. And I loved, um, I loved reading. I just read non-stop. Well, Rita is sitting, just so the listeners can understand where we are. What would you call this room? What would you call it? It's uh, This is the outside room. <laughs> the outside room. I don't know. Kind of a conservatory, isn't conservatory. it? Conservatory. Yes. And it's got a nice bookshelf behind with loads of different books. Yeah. Which I'm sure you've uh, worked your way there through. There are lots of lovely books around. Yeah. There are a lot of lovely books, but it's very nice in here, isn't it? Yeah, it's nice. Very yeah, nice. it's nice. And outside is lovely as well. There's garden here is lovely. Yeah. But it's been raining all the time. So it's been raining all day today. Yeah. yeah. What's the trouble? <laughs> I said, I think I, I knew you when you were born. Yes, you knew me when I was born, probably, and I knew your uh, mother-in-law, Auntie Rosie. Oh, uh, we loved Auntie Rosie. Marion, you like it in this room? It's very nice relaxing, thing. isn't it? It's lovely. What was Rosie's yeah. surname? Auntie Rosie Cohen. Oh no, be anybody. Yeah, it could be anybody. <laughs> yeah. Auntie Rosie was like the shul bubba. All right. Wasn't she, Doreen? We loved Auntie Rosie. So Rita, Rita is just telling us how she was the rabbi's daughter. Yeah. And did your mother work, Rita? My mother worked with people. With the Yiddish people. She was, she was kind of like a counsellor, wasn't she? Yeah, but the thing is, she had uh, five children. She hadn't much time to go out gossiping around. She had, and she hadn't got any help. Never had wow. any help. She looked wow. after us all on her own. And she sounds like she was a lovely lady. She was a lovely lady. And what, what hurt her very much was 
that the stories that came back from Poland where she mm. came from, all her family were wiped out by the Nazis. That's so sad. We and can't imagine. She, had, she couldn't go back again because there was nobody to go back to. Mm-hmm. Go back. Where were you during the war, Marion? You were in the East End? No, I was evacuated. Where were you evacuated to? My brother. Was it not to uh, was it to Wales? No. No, we weren't in Wales. We're in. You know what? I can't remember. We were very happy there. Yes. They were very nice people, and they were very good to me because they only had sons. They didn't have any daughters. Right. And they they fussed round me. Right. But uh, then we had to move on. Because my my brother had to go to the older school, yeah, and we weren't happy there. And the first thing I remember, the morning I woke up, my brother was talking to her, and she was saying, "Oh, I thought all Jews had horns." Did she actually say that? Yes, she actually said that, and wow. I was, what did you I say was, to that, Doreen? <laughs> yes, I was wow. a little child. Wow. She wasn't being offensive. She that honestly is, believed that it. That is what she believed. And she was very good to us. But I hated her. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> she asked you where your horns are. Pardon? Well, she asked you where your horns are. I'm not surprised. No, she just because she'd been speaking to my brother. Wow. Uh, yeah, I was, I was very yeah. young, like, young yeah. then. Yeah. Doreen, you were in the East End during the war? Or too young? Yeah. Yeah. You were in the East End? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Ladies? I used to teach in the East End. You used to teach in the East End? Yeah. Didn't you also teach simple dancing? And I also taught dancing as well as really dancing. Rita, yeah. Marion, Doreen, thank you ever so much for letting me gate crash your little coffee afternoon here. <laughs> I've known her since she was born. And Doreen's known me since I was born. Rita, thank you. I don't know you since you were born. You don't know me since I was born. I just got to know you here. Yeah. Yeah. I love it here. I mean, yeah. every time I come, we have beautiful conversations and yeah, fantastic. Certainly. Marion, will you play us some piano this afternoon? Pardon? Will you play us some piano this afternoon? Well, I, can yes, you play the piano yes, for probably, us? Yes, yes, and then maybe I can record you playing yes. the piano. That would be nice. Yeah, thank you so much. Doreen, thank you. <laughs> As promised, we have the lovely Marion who is about to play piano for us. <laughs> much like to have a chat with our wonderful chef Kemi whose food is just fabulous. Hello Kemi. Hello sir. Um, Kemi how long have you worked at Sage for? Five years plus. Well and what is your background? Oh, Do you have God. a background in cookery, in baking? Um, 
I'm quite eclectic. Uh, my background, uh, my first degree was chemistry. Chemistry. Then I did um, education because I was going to start a school. Then I relocated there. Um, then I did radiotherapy and oncology. Radiotherapy and oncology and chemistry and education. <laughs> oh my goodness. So how so did you... I used to teach maths and chemistry. So how on earth did you end up becoming a chef? My mom was a sh- not just a chef. She was a home economics teacher. She, she majored in, in food and nutrition. And she used to run a catering. So did you used to go with her to her work? Yeah, really. I did some business with her. Then I had a business. I had a restaurant in a hospital in, uh, in Nigeria. Really? Which was a 24-hour service, yeah. Wow. You, so you, that you was couldn't a... work 24 hours a day? No, yeah. yeah I had people You had from... people. So that was how I got into it as a job. And then how did you become chef here? What was... You had moved to London? So when, when I moved to the UK, yeah, I, because I had that background and everything like that, So and because I had run a restaurant, so I, that was the agency I joined. So right. I just went to the agency, Blue Arrow. Yeah. And um, I actually started as a GA. What's GA? General assistant. Right. Like a, In the kitchen. Like, like a kitchen assistant. So uh, when I got there, um, I think I spent like a month as a GA or less. So my manager then, the chef was trying to, she comes, she was living in central London, no. And she was coming to Edgeware. And uh, by then they were going to stop giving up a train ticket. So she wanted to move nearer home yeah. to get a place. So they were like, no, we can't release you unless we get somebody to replace you. So, but I was, because I was very much into cakes and things like that. So I was right. doing our desserts, our cake and a lot of the cooking. So she said to them, she can replace me. They comment, uh, they commend her food more than mine. <laughs> you know, that's... So, Kevin, so you so have learned all about kosher when you started here. It was a kosher kitchen. It was Jewish care. So yeah. So when you when you started, yeah. were you very overwhelmed about the whole kosher thing? Nah. Or you found no, it, it, easy was, to it was it was easy because it was just a milky kitchen. I see. But then when you came here, it was meat and milk. No, but, um, I worked in other places right. in Jewish care. The other right. that were okay. and so. Okay. So how many meals do you make a week, you and your staff? Um. Between seven hundred and um, a thousand, I'm close sorry, to that. Can you repeat that? Did you just but say you make between seven hundred and a thousand meals yeah. a week? Oh my goodness! Uh, how many breakfasts would you say? Sixty. Mm, Sixty, and if you we do make th- a few things for staff as well. So maybe seventy, eighty. And you don't only make the meals; you make snacks for in between as well. Yeah, the cakes, cakes and other. How many people work in your kitchen? Eight or nine. Eight or nine people. Mm. Eight permanent. Well, I have one or two that are on bank. What would you say is the most used ingredient? <laughs> <laughs> that would be potato. Potatoes. I was, so, I was worried Potatoes. you were going to say oil. And I was like, no, don't say oil. <laughs> <laughs> Probably be potatoes. I think potatoes. 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 Eggs, Eggs bananas. Oh my God, I go bananas. through bananas. Really? A lot of bananas, yeah. Okay, as long as it's not, we're good. Wow. And do you enjoy your job? I love my job. You love your job. <laughs> How do you manage with all the different allergies and dietary requirements and diabetes and celiac and all these kind of things? 
do you do you do individual meals for those people or you try and make all the meals okay uh, for everyone no you can't make the food okay for everybody especially when it comes to allergies mm. so there are people you have to their food is bespoke yeah. and apart from that there are people who just wouldn't want what's on the menu so just want something. Then? So you just do something for them, and over time you tend to know what they would like. Yeah. So even when they don't ask, or when even they ask for something that you think, oh no, this is this person is not going to eat this. Yeah. I just you get like, really oh. to know people and their likes and dislikes. Yeah, I think being a teacher has helped so, yeah. because you have to know your pupils or students individually. Yeah. yeah. So that helps me to. What's your favorite meal to make? What do you really enjoy making? I don't know. Or baking. Okay. What, what? What's your? Do you enjoy cooking or baking more? Oh. Mm, I don't have a favorite. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think I have any favorite. But I just enjoy. We baking sometimes because you can present it in a different yeah. way. So that kind of helps when you do something that yeah. you can present it and it looks like a big wow. Well, I have to say, Kemi, you're you're very good at creating things for occasions yeah, uh, like, like when, like where Yamat Smut you made all the Israeli flag biscuits and yeah. you made a barbecue recently so yeah, we, had the, we had that uh, were you here when we had the garden tea? yes yes mm. I wasn't here that day but yeah I was here yeah, yeah. we had a few things amazing here. amazing oh, yeah. and so according to the residents I think they said their favourite food were your biscuits is that correct? <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes. What biscuits are we talking about? Uh, shortbread, different types of biscuits. I try to homemade biscuits, different ones. Yeah. And I have to say, Kemi, when I work a full day and I get to eat lunch, I get very excited. So thank you. You're and thank you for the time. Yeah, my pleasure. I now have the honour of welcoming my lovely colleague, Helen, and I'm going to let Helen tell you all about what she does here. Hello, Helen. Hi, Sarah. How are you? I'm okay, thank you. Helen, can you tell me what you do here at Sage? I work as a receptionist in the afternoons, and in addition to that, I work as a volunteer coordinator. Is that a new role, the volunteer one? The volunteering one is a new role. I've been a receptionist for over a year, but the volunteering one just the last few months. Well done. Um, why do you think volunteering is so important? Well, our residents each have their own individual needs, including... Helen, why do you think volunteers are so important at SAGE? Well, volunteers are invaluable at SAGE because each and every one of them enhances the lives of the residents that they work with. They can make a massive difference to the residents' day. For example, helping a resident with to fill in or taking for a resident for a walk will make such a difference to the resident. Yeah, to the resident's whole day, whole week maybe. Uh, absolutely. Um, a resident living with dementia may not remember your name, but they will remember the feeling that they have given you. It's so true, it's so true. And you know, it's interesting when uh, volunteers come in, especially for music, um, the reaction of some people, like we have one gentleman here who he knows all the songs, doesn't he? And it's unbelievable. It's amazing his reaction to the song. Exactly. The they they may, alive. Yeah, they come alive. They, they may not speak, but they may they they'll remember every single yeah. word of the song. It's incredible. It really is. Helen, how do you go about finding volunteers? Well, in a number of ways, really. Um, I tap my friends and their networks, as well as using social media, such as this podcast, for example, in the hope that people will reach out and offer their help.
Amazing. And have you had a good a good response? Um, I have actually had a good response. So we are always still looking for people. Um, but people are generally happy to give up some of their time, even if it's five or ten minutes, just to come and make a residence life basically change their lives. And you know what's interesting? We have in Golders Green um, a wealth of different kind of communities and rabbis and rabbitsons and, and men and women who are inspirational. Um, That's correct. Who are happy to give their time to come and speak here. So we do have a programme where we have either a rabbi or a rabbitson come um, of a Wednesday or Thursday afternoon. And even just to discuss the this week's sedra for 10, 15 minutes, um, the yeah. residents really it's seem lovely. to enjoy that. It's really lovely. Helen, what do you think we need volunteers here to do? Well, they can help in any number of ways. For example, they can befriend our residents. Even something as simple as chatting with them a couple of times a week helps more than you can even imagine. They can play Scrabble with individuals, or if they have the skills, they can do a quiz, play the piano to all the residents in the lounge. We even have a comedy duo coming in to entertain the residents. Um, and hopefully that will That's cheer great. them up and make them happy. That's great. And can I also mention something that I know you've worked on before? There's a few of our ladies who like to go for walks. People come in and take them out. It's really nice, just the bench outside. Absolutely. Yeah. Even five minutes of someone's time would be amazing. Helen, one more question for you. Why volunteer at Sage? Well, this is your community and you'll make the most immense difference to our residents. You'll literally light up their day. and You'll go home knowing that you have made a real difference to improve someone's well-being. Can I ask you another question thrown in there? Sure, no problem. What age range? No age range, is there? Literally no age range. I mean, a it, baby coming in, sitting on someone, or just like smiling and laughing can... It makes such a difference yeah. to the residents, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and we really have a no gentleman here who is in his 70s who comes and helps us to fill in. Uh, exactly, exactly. Yeah. There really is no age range. Helen, you're amazing. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you so much. Please volunteer.